0: I'm Alex Kappelman. This is The Decision, the podcast where people try to convince me to finally abandon the Knicks and become a fan of their favorite team. This is episode 29, The Orlando Magic, Uh, and to talk to me about the magic today is Brian Brown. He is a writer who's based in Los Angeles, Uh, and he he has some some feelings about the magic. Uh, So here we go, The Orlando Magic.
1: The, the place where I grew up, Oviedo, Florida, it was uh, the celery capital of the world
0: <laughs> at some point. Okay. Um, at some point, it, not even anymore?
1: Right. It lost that title during World War II. Oh, okay. And they're, like, still clinging to it. They're still talking about it. <laughs> okay. So, like, to live in a place like that, and to be four years old, and for an NBA franchise to, like, start in your city, like, changes the world. Like, it, it just... It was the biggest thing that had ever happened to me when the when the Orlando Magic became a team in 1989. It changed everything.
0: How so? It was
1: something to do and it was like somewhere to go and I remember going to my first game and it just seeming like the biggest event that could like ever happen. There there's nothing in Orlando other than <laughs> Walt Disney World, like the right. Disney World, and right. so
0: well you come. Like, and you have Universal Theme Park as well.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So there's theme parks, and I'm not going to theme parks all the time, but I was going to uh, the occasional magic game, and it just seemed incredible. And then, like very quickly after that, um, you know, the the they get the number one pick in the draft, and they get like the most magnetic superstar in some, I I'd almost say ever like yeah. I, I think that Shaq was just like Shaq changed my life. Shaquille O'Neal changed my life. Like so my parents got divorced when I was 4 when the magic started. Um and and not because of the magic, but my parents got divorced <laughs> when I when I was 4. And I had a, um, like, a life-size cardboard cutout of Shaq in my
0: room. Oh, my God. So a seven-foot like seven cutout of Shaq in your room. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. It was, it was massive, and it was, like, the only adult male in my life. Oh, my <laughs> this, God. was this cardboard cutout <laughs> of Shaq. So when he left, it was devastating. Oh, my like God. Like, it was... The yeah, the most so, devastating thing ever. So
0: just just to set it up for people who aren't like scholars of the NBA or the yes. Magic, um yes. the, the Magic had this really dynamic team uh with Penny Hardaway uh mm-hmm. and, and Shaquille O'Neal and you know they went to the finals and they were just this young amazing team and then Penny Hardaway got injured and Shaq left for the Lakers and the team was never really quite the same. Yeah,
1: never 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 again. It was it was like, to have the most exciting team in basketball and then to go from that to just absolutely nothing was really really hard. Like the first finals that the Magic made back in that the Shaq Penny team against the Houston Rockets in 1985, like it was not a good finals. Like for for the, for anyone, but especially for the Magic, they were like up big in game 1 but sort of like started to lose it. Uh, pretty quickly towards the end. And, and then there's this like infamous Nick Anderson took four foul shots in the last minute of the game. Um, all he needed was to make like one of them to, to lock up the win. And Nick Anderson, who was a, a great shooter for the Magic, he was the first rookie they ever drafted. In some ways, he is like, the quintessential Orlando Magic player. Like He is who I think of when I think of an Orlando Magic player, more than Shaq, more than Penny, more than anyone who would come after it's, it's Nick Anderson. Yeah. And he just misses these foul shots in the most like shocking way.
0: Cuz he was a he was a really good shooter. He was a shooter. He it, was a, that was who he was.
1: That was who he was and this was completely mental. Like it, it was it was so obvious that that this team just like wasn't ready for this.
0: Right. Right, and then once they were you know, like they had gotten there, they were young, and then they fell apart, right that right, and
1: that was the thing is like it was heartbreaking like it was it was heartbreaking, and the rockets had just won that they won their second in a row and and it, it just felt it felt terrible, but at least it was like, but there's only one way to go from here, and that's up because we're the best like we were. We were clearly the better team. We just needed experience. So if we just stuck together, got experience, it would be okay and we would win tons of championships.
0: Right. And then Shaq left, Penny got injured. But and so you were you were kind of bad for a while, just to fast forward through a bunch of things. You guys mm-hmm. you guys are kinda of bad yeah. bad for a while. And then you signed you had the, you pulled off this coup where you signed Tracy McGrady. And Grant Hill, two of we were th- the league's most dynamic, most amazing superstars at the time. We we were the first
1: super team, like and it, like the, it was, it, I guess it was like two thousand, and they were really trying to get Grant Hill, Tracy McGrady, and Tim Duncan. And you know, the, right? The, 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 yeah. And they 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 didn't get Tim Duncan, but that that was okay because he was probably the lesser of the three. I, he, he is not Tim Duncan is. You know, one of the greats but at the time, you know, as a Magic fan, I'm like, hey, we got Grant Hill. That's all that matters. Yeah. And then, you know, Grant Hill's career in Orlando is basically those four missed foul shots of Nick Anderson. Like, yeah, it, it's just he's he's injured. He barely plays his first three or four years. And Tracy McGrady, like, blossoms and is amazing but it's the first super team, and they don't ever make it out of the first round of the playoffs.
0: Yeah, because Grant Hill's always injured, and they you they sign him to like something like a seven-year contract or something like that, something a crazy amount <laughs> of years forever. Yeah, because at the time you could do that. Um, if he stayed healthy, he would you know be one of the greats. But you know he ended up having an amazing career. But
1: that's that is such the story of the Magic in so many ways because that's the same thing with Penny. Because when Shaq left, right, you know. Penny sort of stepped into the role, and, and look, he needed people around him, but that initial team after Shaq left wasn't terrible, but Penny's knees were bad, and he just he couldn't be the guy for very long.
0: Yeah, and and actually, so if you've never, if for for any listener who's listening right now, if you've never like Googled Penny Hardaway uh, highlights or Grant Hill highlights from back in the day, like I remember the first time I I really you know like watched these highlights on YouTube of of both Penny Hardaway and Grant Hill and Penny Hardaway, I mean th- like there are moments that will just make your jaw drop. They're just so so good doing incredible things on the court. Um, and 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 they just got injured and their careers were never the same. It was just very sad.
1: Yeah and, and, and Penny, the thing with Penny was that in some ways Penny was like sort of the best thing to sort of fill that void when Shaq left because he was he, he could do just amazing things on the court. And then his like ad campaign at the time was the greatest thing in the world. To a little kid, there was the little Penny doll, oh, yeah. voiced by Chris Rock. That's right. I had my own little Penny doll, like that hung out in my
0: room. This is I for I, this is for like uh, like Reebok shoes or something was, like that.
1: It was it was Nike.
0: Nike. It was okay. Nike.
1: Yeah, yeah. His Nike ads had this tiny little like marionette version of him that would hang out with him. And Penny like wasn't the biggest like trash talk guy, and so what they did is they just made this little toy version of him. That Chris Rock could voice <laughs> and could just be like the most charismatic, you know, little puppet ever. Um, and Penny just like had to like sit on the couch with him in the commercials. But it was amazing. It just it, it like all my Shack stuff went in the closet and and just got replaced with Penny stuff. Huh. And then Penny, his knees went, and his career was just never the same.
0: Right, right. So neither of those teams worked out—the Penny Shack nope. team or the Grant Hill, Tracy McGrady team. Yep. But then some more hope came in the form of more hope of Dwight another Howard,
1: first, uh, another number one draft pick, uh, and a like super young, super athletic big man comes to Orlando, and it was great again. Like it was, like it, it's really crazy talking about Dwight Howard in like 2017, uh, especially like the Dwight Howard that the Orlando magic drafted and that like, you know, was doing, was in the dunk contest and was like super charismatic and was like jumping so high that he was putting stickers on like the top of the, uh, the backboard of his face, like smiling. And he was so fun and he carried a team that was not as good as Shaq's magic teams back to the finals.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that, that that team that was basically just Dwight Howard and a bunch of people who could shoot. Mm-hmm. And they yep. went all the way to the finals and it was crazy.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, like that that team, you know, it, it's Dwight Howard, it's Rashad Lewis, it's Hita Turkoglu, it's it's Jameer Nelson and Jameer Nelson, they Jameer Nelson like gets injured and misses all the like almost all of the playoffs. Oh, I
0: forgot about that.
1: Yeah. It, and that team won a game in the finals like that's the best magic team ever that's the best they've ever done because <laughs> the Shaq team got swept yeah and and and, and again that that the, the you know looking back on that series it's like oh the Lakers won 4-1 it was nothing the magic are the magic and like if they get there they're just lucky to be there but <laughs> as a fan I remember that series and I remember that at the end of game one Courtney Lee like missed an alley loop to like that would have put tied us or put us ahead. Hmm. It was, it was really, that series was really, really close. Uh, and then, you know, it wasn't anymore.
0: Right. And then Dwight Howard left in free agency eventually.
1: Yep. And again, like I, that, when that finals happens, I know not to think, Oh, we can do this again. I know to just be like happy that we got a win.
0: <laughs> yeah. Fool me once. Right. <laughs> Yeah. And there's there's also this
1: thing of, you know, my 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 life and my like fandom of NBA of an NBA team is sort of defined by people getting too big for where I'm from and moving to Los Angeles (laughs) and that feeling like the biggest betrayal ever. And I, of course, watched all of that finals from my apartment in Los Angeles right. (laughs) because i did the same i mean not that i'm too big for where i'm from but i moved to los angeles and suddenly this thing that had felt like the biggest betrayal of my childhood uh i could understand
0: yeah you know it's it's interesting because you know this came up in the thunder episode with kevin durant but i'm not a person who is like kevin durant is like a sellout or like he's you know Mm -hmm. he's he's like uh ring chaser or whatever like you know, like, he, he wanted to move to a different city and play great basketball. Like, you know, I don't blame anyone who decides to move to a different city in their job. You know what I mean?
1: 100%. Like, I, I can't blame anybody for, you know, deciding that they want to start, start somewhere else or move somewhere else. Like, that, as an adult, as, like, a 32-year-old, that makes perfect sense. And, like, you know, I would have made the same decision. Right. That said, I also know that like 9-year-olds don't understand that.
0: Right, right, right. And to
1: a 9-year-old, like this 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 person who you just adore has made this decision and at least for me and you know, I I I might have had my own stuff going on, it really felt like a betrayal. Like it just felt horrible. Like <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> So, so I remember that that when Shaq left, like, and and, you know, this is before the internet. So I was like watching TV, the local news broke in and they're like, well, it's official. Shaquille O'Neal signs with the Lakers. And I was just like, what? And I remember like running to my room and like going into my closet and there's just like Shaq stuff everywhere. I have both of his CDs. I have like, you know, the video games. There's the cardboard cutout. I have all of it. And I'm just like in my closet, just like looking at it, like trying to convince myself that this was a mistake, that like this can't be true, that he's going to realize like, oh, I don't mean to do this. And my brother comes, my younger brother comes and knocks on the closet door to tell me that the kids across the street have the same like cardboard cutout that we do. And they brought it out into their driveway and we're lighting it in effigy. And the local news came to film that. Um, and my brother was like, "We have to go out. We can be on. We can be on the news. We can be on the news." And and I, you know, because being on the news, uh, you know, being in Central Florida, also like, I'm going to meet Shaq, and someday I might be on the news. I had big goals, um, but but I couldn't do it. Like I couldn't give any of this stuff up because I, I felt like I was sure that this was going to like revert, like he was going to come back. I was sure he was going to come back like because of me, um, which is really, really strange. But so I just, I just took the cardboard cutout and I turned it around. So it was facing the wall instead of facing out into the
0: room. So, so, um, wow. I realize
1: I'm making a terrible pitch to root for this team. <laughs> like, like here's here's the thing about being an Orlando Magic fan Like, you're a Knicks fan And when you say it, everyone knows what you're going through Yeah, Everybody, like, feels for you And, like, knows how terrible it is And they can make fun of you But they know what it is And it's, like, a history And it's... There's, like, a significance to it Like, I, I used to be really jealous of, like, Cubs fans Because there was there was like a romance to their misery right. and as an Orlando magic fan. You don't have that. You just have the misery. Huh. Like you, you say that you're a magic fan and people aren't like, Oh man, I'm sorry. <laughs> people are like, why?
0: <laughs> um, and the only, the only good answer is cause I'm from Orlando.
1: Yeah. And then they ask why for that? And it's like, cause I didn't have a choice. It's like where I was, <laughs> um, so so th- I I'm I'm like, you know, my my magic fandom is a very big part of me. Um, but it, there is this like it's it's mostly a sad existence.
0: Do you so one of the things that I've been talking about with with people over the course of this series has been the fact that, you know, it, as a kid, so, okay, so I became a, a really big Knicks fan when I was when I was th- around 13. And mm-hmm. I think a lot about whether or not my childhood would be different or, and if I would be different as a human being if I was a fan of a team that was winning during that time. Um, and, you know, you just touched on that a lot with, I mean, you know, like Shaq, you literally compared to a father figure to you. Um, yeah. And then he left you. Um, yeah. Like, what was that impact? Like, what was the aftermath of that? like as a you know as a young kid and and Shaq leaves you and and now all of a sudden you have no you have no father figure in your life
1: yeah I mean like look if I'd grown up in Chicago I would have had a much happier childhood it would have been colder but it would have been happier like <laughs> if, if if it was Michael Jordan and the, the and the, those Bulls teams from when I was a kid that was were like my teams I, yeah I think I think that would have changed like my worldview like I think I think there that my worldview is shaped by having been an Orlando Magic fan.
0: How? What? Well, in what way? I I I
1: I know. I guess I know not to expect greatness to keep going. Oh god! <laughs> like I <laughs> I know to to enjoy it and to know that it's all gonna be gone tomorrow. Oh, it's god. all gonna move to Los Angeles. <laughs> um, oh man, that's I, brutal,
0: I, dude. That's brutal. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this is is like the most heart-wrenching episode of this show but no 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 but like
1: I I also wouldn't give that up everything that I am now is because of that I like moved to Los Angeles and I have a good writing career like I wouldn't give it up because I mean it it is who I am and and like if the magic ever get it together and win two games in the finals that's gonna be a really good day you know (laughs)
0: Alright, on that note, uh, we're going to go to a quick break uh, When we get back, Brian is not going to give his final pitch Because he, I guess he would never suggest that I be a Magic fan <laughs> But we'll see Alright, here we go uh, with a break This is Sally from Los Angeles The Decision is sponsored by Alex's Twitter feed At Alex Kaplman. The best way to support the show is to follow Alex on Twitter That's at Alex Kappelman Back to the show all right, we're back with Brian. Um, okay, here's, 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 uh, do, you, do you even have a pitch for me here?
1: So I do have a pitch. It is not going to okay. be that you, that you root for the magic. Okay. But I am going to pitch to you that you give up on the Knicks. And here is why. Two and a half years ago, I had a kid. Uh, Congratulations. My wife birth to a it's the best thing in the world. She's amazing. But, you know, NBA basketball is very, very important to me. And I knew that it was going to be very important to my kid, hmm. but I had to face this decision of like, did I want to saddle her with being an Orlando Magic fan? Did I want her to root for this miserable, miserable team in a city she's never going to, w- where she can't go to games? Right. Uh, yeah. And it was and and it was really hard. And it was really hard because, like I've said, like this. The, the, the Orlando magic were a very important part of my life. And they were like woven in to everything, but I didn't know. I, I just felt like I couldn't do that to her. Hmm. And it took a, a lot of like a lot of debate. I talked to my wife about this a ton. I talked to my <laughs> friends about this a ton. Um, and I decided that I had to pick a new team and I had to, wow, uh, make a jump
0: so and you have done the same exact thing that I've done
1: yep it's I did the same thing huh. but and it was tough because you know I live in Los Angeles and it can't be the Lakers like, <laughs> they've taken too much from me right so uh I got uh, clipper season tickets this year
0: oh um, Wow, that is a happy ending to, uh, to this story. Um, Brian Brown is a writer in Los Angeles and the father of what I'm sure is a very, very cute uh, two-and-a-half-year-old Clippers fan. Uh, Brian, thanks for uh, commiserating with me today.
1: Thanks. This is awesome.
0: The Decision is produced by me. Original music from Louis Stein, Alessio Romano, and Scott Kappelman. I release five new episodes of the show every day. Uh, but the last day is going to be tomorrow, Tuesday, October 17th, when the final episode is going to be released. Um, by the way, there's also going to be four other episodes, so there's plenty of stuff to listen to still. Um, until then, follow me on Twitter, at Alex Kappelman.